You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 239, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode 239. Your story is someone else's survival guide. I just want you to think about that for a second because I, I run into a lot of people who they know the work that I do in the world. They understand my business. They know who I work with, especially as they read my books. I have a lot of people now who are starting to, to find my books at overcomingfearbooks.com and on Amazon. And I write a lot about overcoming fear and, you know, really building the life that you want, finding your fire, owning everything in your life. I talk a lot about personal responsibility and ownership and becoming the fierce brave, brilliant person you were meant to be. And so a lot of people read those books or they listen to them on Audible. And, um, you know, I get the question of, I want to do these amazing things. I have these dreams. I want to build a business. I want to change careers. I want to, you know, I want to go live in a totally different geographic location. And very often I will get the question, but how do I know that I can actually do that? How do I know? How do I know that I'm going to be able to be a life coach? And there are thousands of life coaches out there. Why am I any different? How could I be any different? And I hear that from a lot of people who have big dreams, but they almost they almost poo poo their dreams away because they think that their dreams are too big for their capabilities. And so if you're in that mode where you're feeling self-doubt or if you know somebody who's in the mode right now where you see their talents and you see their gifts and you know how wonderful they are and what they could do in the world, but they don't see it, then please share this episode with them because I think it's really important for them to hear what I'm about to say. About to say. It's something that I've always believed firmly. So I cannot say that there was a time when I didn't think I was worthy of living my dreams or I didn't think that I had a major calling in my life. I've always known that. So there's never, I've never had that, but I think it's because I've always known that, that this today's episode is something that I can really speak into somebody's life who might be questioning whether or not that's also true for them. Because I also firmly believe that everybody has massive calling and purpose in their lives, that no one person was born without that, that we were all born with many missions to complete in this lifetime. And so no one's calling is um, unimportant to God and unimportant to the world. And so when, when this episode is titled, Your Story is Someone Else's Survival Guide, I really want you to get into the vibration of understanding how critical it is that you get over yourself and out of your self-doubt and just do the work of fulfilling the missions that were put with were put inside you before you were even born. You know, this, this, this episode came from a quote from Brene Brown that I saw on Pinterest. And here's the quote. I don't know what book it's from because I haven't read at least this book yet. I've read a lot of them, but I haven't read whatever this comes from. But Brene Brown has said, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. Maybe I have read it. I think it might be from Rising Strong, but don't, don't quote me on that. I think it's from Rising Strong and I have Rising Strong. Let me read her quote again. This is Brene Brown. One day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about how, how important being able 
to share your story, to talk about how you overcame what you went through. So often when we are in a season of dealing with drama, when we're in a season of dealing with shit, when we're in a season of really feeling very low in life, we almost hide from the world like a turtle underneath our shells because we say to ourselves, how am I going to be able to inspire anybody? How am I going to be able to uplift anybody? Look at what I'm going through. Look at what I'm, you know, look, look at where I am in my life. You know, so many people are in situations right now where they, they, you know, they're in their 40s or 50s and they have to go back and live with their parents and they feel so much shame around that. Um, they were in a 25 plus year marriage. All of a sudden their spouse cheated on them and they're in divorce and in bankruptcy and their house is being foreclosed. And prior to that, they had lived this wonderfully fake, although externally beautiful life. And so people are looking at them like they are, you know, pariahs, like they've got leprosy or something. Uh, there are many people who find themselves in situations where they've just lost their job and they have no money or um, their house is going into foreclosure or they're on the outs with family situations. Lots of people are finding themselves in situations where they're feeling very, very low. They no longer have the external accolades that they used prior to now to define them as being quote unquote successful. And so in those moments, in those seasons of life where you feel super low and you feel unworthy you know somebody's gained a ton of weight and you just you, you you don't want to go see family or friends because you feel like you you're just you're morphed into somebody that they won't even recognize because you don't even recognize you i could go on and on with a list of things but you know what i'm saying when people are in those spots of feeling really low in life you know in the valleys of life very often the thing that they want to do is go silent and go quiet and uh, hide from the world because they feel like they're not worthy and they feel like people will laugh at them. You know, it's kind of, if you've, if you've seen the Stephen King movie, Carrie, and I'm not talking about the new one, I'm talking about the 1970s one. Yes, I'm in my 40s. Um, if you if you watched that movie with Sissy Spacek, which really was the best one because I watched the current ones and it, yeah, they don't compare. Um, there's a point when everybody's laughing at Carrie different points in the movie in the beginning i'm not going to give it all away and towards the end in the end she just you know slays them all but that's a whole other episode to talk about how you just slay folks who make fun of you but we're not going to go there um but there are points where people were just laughing at her and i think so often when we're going through really hard times we we do feel like if people knew what we were going through if they knew the extent of the things we were experiencing if they knew just how low things had gotten that that's what people even the ones who claim to love us would be doing they'd be laughing at us and they'd be laughing openly and and so because we believe in the shame of what we're going through and because we believe in the, the ridicule that we'll experience if people ever found out, a lot of people go into those dark nights of the soul. That's what I call them in my books. When you're going through a really hard time in life and you're being tested, your dark night of the soul. A lot of people go to sleep in their dark night of the soul and they pretend like it's not happening rather than looking for the lessons of it and really being open to experiencing you know, what's there for them in the dark night of the soul. And the reality of the situation is that what most people don't realize until they get out of a dark night of the soul is that the entire purpose of the dark night of the soul, on the one hand, is to, to, to help you become more of who you truly really are, which is a more powerful, a stronger version of yourself. But even more than that, 
The true purpose of a dark night of the soul is to give you the testimony of how you overcame the dark night of the soul. So you could use the testimony to share it with other people so other people would know A, they weren't alone, and B, if you could get through it, so could they. It will become someone else's survival guide. And I think when we're in the middle of a dark night of the soul, we forget that. We forget that um, we, we totally forget that the dark nights of the soul have many purposes. And one of them is to inspire other people who at some point will be in a dark night of the soul. And we forget that our weakest moments can become somebody else's greatest strength if, if we can properly tell the story of how we overcame what we went through to someone else. But the problem is, if you are living in the shame of what you went through, you will never tell the victory of how you got through what you went through because you're still stuck in the dark night of the soul reeling from the shame that you even wound up there in the first place. So what am I saying at the end of the day? I'm saying this, your story is someone else's survival guide. Whether you are in the middle of a, a dark night of the soul right now, whether you've just come out of one, whether you're about to go in one, and trust me when I say this, everybody kind of knows when the storm is brewing. So, you know, the depth of the dark night of the soul might shock you, but not it showing up on your doorstep. There, there usually are things that signal to you that a storm is brewing in your life. Whatever part of it you're in, please remember that your story is someone else's survival guide. Please remember that one day you will have the power to tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will become someone else's survival guide. Please remember that there's no shame in being human and making mistakes and failing again and again and again and again. There's no shame in getting it wrong. Uh, there is no shame in having to start all over again as many times as you need to. There is no shame or guilt in not being where you thought you would be by a certain age. You have no idea what's coming next and you have no idea what you can create next. It could be far beyond anything you thought you'd do in the next 10 years. So you cannot judge the next 10 years of your life by the last 10. The reality of the situation is at the end of the day, if you keep the perspective, no matter what you're going through, that everything you're going through is going to become a testimony that uplifts and inspires somebody else, not only will you be stronger in your dark nights of the soul, not only will you be uh, more observant in your dark nights of the soul, you will be more present in your dark nights of the soul, and therefore you will rise faster you will rise stronger, but you will take away more lessons that you then can share with other people. Uh, there's nothing worse than going through a dark night of the soul with armor on you and with your eyes closed. And yes, you do get out of it eventually, but you really didn't learn anything from it. Because what that tells me when, when we do dark nights of the soul that way is that you have another one coming sooner than you'd like. And they're going to keep coming until you actually decide to sit with them and be present to the pain and be present to what it's come to teach you. And so at the end of the day, that's the lesson in this. Don't, don't fault yourself. Don't guilt yourself. Don't shame yourself because you're going through things that to the, the external world might look, I don't know, shameful, weak, less than, uh, horrifying. People might think, you know, less of you because of what you're going through. D don't do that to yourself. Don't, don't, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, don't shit all over yourself. I should have done this. I should have done that. When you're going through something, just remember that this, this story that you're writing right now, you get to decide who wins at the end, which should be you, number one. And number two, you get to tell this story to other people who will also at a future point be going through this. And you will be able to say to them, having come out of it, you will come out of it too. 
And that is priceless. That is worth every minute you spend in your dark nights of the soul. If you could save somebody some of the heartache and the pain of feeling like they're they're alone in this and they're never coming out of it and nobody else is going through this, you can save them that pain by being the person who can share your story of how you overcame what you went through. But you will not be that person if you are sitting in the middle of a dark night of the soul trying to hide it from everybody, including yourself. You won't be able to give a testimony when you are running from it. So on this episode of She Runs a Show, I just want to remind you really, really, really keenly that whatever you are going through, even if you feel ashamed that how can I be going through this? How did I allow myself to do this? How did I get myself? I know. Been there. I've been there, done that. I've been there, done all that internal inner critic dialogue stuff. Been there, done that. Probably will do it again. But here's the thing that we have to remind ourselves of in those moments. You are human. You will make mistakes. You will fail, but you will also fail forward. And every time you have a dark night of the soul, it will reshape so many people's lives so long as you can be present to the pain while you're in it and you can share the story once you're out of it. There it is. Your story is someone else's survival guide. Don't forget that. All right, everybody, I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.